brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. Right after new the news broke that I reported earlier this week that Archbishop George Gonsvein was destroying the late Pope Benedict's private papers, Catholic News Agency reported that Gonsvein was meeting with Paca Papa Francis in a private audience. Now, on the surface, this is nothing unusual looking, since it would be perfectly natural for Francis to meet with the man who was the personal aide of Benedict XVI in his final years and was there at the end with Benedict. Given the news that Gonsvein was destroying his personal records, though, this has raised a few eyebrows, to say the least. Such activity lends itself to making things look like shady dealings are going on, and in our day and age, that's frankly all too easy to do, especially if you are like me and naturally just don't trust any of the people involved for, unfortunately, what should be fairly obvious reasons at this point in time. But let's take a little closer look at this story. Before we do that, I wanted to thank the channel members and patrons of Return to Tradition for their continued support in 2023. It is greatly appreciated. Their help does keep these messages and analytic videos and podcasts coming, so a big thanks to them. If you want to help, you can for as little as a dollar a month through Subscribestar, which is a speech-respecting Patreon alternative, or Patreon or the Join button below. Thanks again, and let's dive into the story. So, headline from Catholic News Agency. Pope Francis meets with Benedict XVI's longtime secretary, Archbishop Gonsvein. I will be upfront with you. I expect this was a post-mission debriefing to make sure whatever tell-all material Benedict may have had waiting, including his real funeral wishes, were quietly destroyed, never to see the light of day. And no, I don't think any alternative copies exist out there because his access was tightly controlled. As numerous observers point out, a simple funeral does not mean one that is insulting, and most observers think Benedict asked for a traditional requiem mass in the traditional form, and not a Novus Ordo funeral mass, especially not with the Roman canon omitted as it was for his funeral. The signals sent by the Vatican's handling of Benedict's final arrangements are clear for anyone with eyes to see. As pontiff, Benedict offered the apostolic mass. He obviously favored that forbidden traditional mass that Francis so stridently objects to. And instead of respecting his wishes, his funeral was turned into a political show where the liturgy itself was politicized. The official line goes like this, though, from the Catholic News Agency about this meeting. Quote, Archbishop George Gonsvein, the longtime personal secretary of the late Pope Benedict XVI, met with Pope Francis this morning, according to the Vatican's daily press briefing. The German prelate's meeting with the Holy Father comes only four days after Benedict XVI was laid to rest in the crypt of St. Peter's Basilica on Thursday, January 5th. It also took place shortly before the public release of Gonsvein's forthcoming book, detailing his nearly 20 years of service to Benedict XVI. According to a preview of the text published by Reuters, the book includes details about the German Pope's alleged disagreements with his Argentinian successor over matters such as Pope Francis's restriction of the traditional Latin Mass and his statements regarding moral matters such as the um, Moloch ritual and the sin that James Martin is so fascinated by. And mostly, quote, that book is, by the way, a guaranteed bestseller, and I guarantee that it won't do anything to rock the boat in Rome and its official narrative about Benedict, Francis, their relationship, or the nature of the alleged abdication of Benedict XVI in 2013. There is no way such a book that would be a true tell-all would ever get approved by the Vatican, 
who does control the publishing of such books written by members of the hierarchy. They want a tightly controlled narrative. That has to be expected. And honestly, that's actually not even a bad thing, especially if it was a Sammy Pontiff that we were talking about, who ran the Vatican the way you'd actually want the Vatican to be run, and who ran the church the way you'd want it to be run. Church is not a democracy by any stretch of the imagination, and we shouldn't expect the church to be run like one. But the treatment of a deceased pontiff should be something above petty ideological and theological divides. But it's not, and that's what's most galling about all of this. What's not to be expected is now the making of an exception to the practice rule about Benedict and canonization. And as I said last week, I am not a supporter of canonizing Benedict, not without the standard procedures followed, which would be to wait decades and let a natural, prayerful following of the laity develop around Benedict XVI, and miracles to be had as a result of those prayers as evidence of his sanctity, like with any other saint, and with the elevated standard that has had always been the case for pontiffs of the church until modern times, where the standards got watered down. But the practice has been anything but that. Yes, Paul VI was canonized after he'd been gone for 40 years, which might be okay, I guess, but he had no following, and his alleged miracles were more than dubious. John Paul II was rushed to due to his popular following and the cries of Santo Subito, but at least he had a following. There are allegations that the miracles used that were associated with John Paul II weren't exactly the best examples of the truly miraculous, but I'm going to let you decide on all that. I don't have opinion really one way or the other. I just know what people think. But the practice has been to rush to beatify the pontiffs since the council, and now they're throwing that practice out with Benedict. No real surprise there either. Ideally, honestly, Rome would wait 50 to 100 years to beatify Benedict XVI, and then only do so if sufficient evidence of his sanctity existed according to investigators into his cause at that time. That would mean that none or very few of us watching this video and watching this news would be around to see his beatification and canonization. And that's fine. In fact, these investigators wouldn't have been born yet. That's fine, too. If Benedict is a saint, then he's in heaven already. He can intercede for you already. You just need to start praying for his intercession. Novel thought. The church recognizing this by giving him the title of saint doesn't impact that at all. But that having been said, unlike his predecessors, there's no rush to recognize him. Quite the opposite, in fact. And it's not coming from good figures in the church with honest intentions about wanting to make sure that the proper and traditional processes are followed. The German Catholic news website, cath.net, reports on this, and their story is telling. It involves Bishop Botzing, the German prelate leading the heretical German synodal way, and Cardinal Zuppi, the Italian prelate, who is in the top tier of cardinals most likely to follow Francis as a probable Francis II, who is much more charismatic than Francis. So from their article on this, quote, After the German, now also the Italian bishops' conference, president has spoken out against the accelerated beatification of Benedict XVI. The Cardinal Bologna, Matteo Zuppi, told the Roman daily Il Messaggero Friday, quote, That he was a holy man is beyond doubt. I think that the wisdom of the church will ensure that the time is found to mature a decision. The previous day in Rome, Limburg Bishop George Botzing recalled that according to canon law, after a person's death, there is a first fi a five-year waiting period before a beatification process can begin. This is necessary to allow a decision to mature, said the president of the German Bishops' Conference. At the funeral of former Pope Benedict XVI on Thursday, there had been calls and placards in St. Peter's Square 
for an accelerated beatification and canonization process, end quote. And it's not going to happen with Benedict mysteriously, though it did happen with his predecessors. And it's worth reminding everyone that the two bishops' conferences that gave Benedict XVI the most trouble when he was running the church were the German bishops and the Italian bishops, the American Conference of Bishops in the aftermath of 2003 in Boston notwithstanding. And the most in-your-face moral and theological errors came out of Germany and Italy and their bishops' conferences. It's not exactly a coincidence that they are opposing giving Benedict the same treatment that they gave Paul VI or John Paul II. But again, I will remind you that official recognition by the church as a step Benedict is a saint in heaven doesn't matter in terms of your spiritual life. As this retired German priest said in the comments of the Cath.net article on this, quote, I have long considered Pope Benedict a saint, and that's why not Santo Subito. He doesn't need the Subito. No one prevents me from asking for his intercession, and I do and will do so, especially in the concern for a real renewal of the church in Germany. Canonizations do not make worship by the believing people possible. Rather, they presuppose this worship. And then we can wait in peace to see if heaven miraculously confirms this devotion. Roland Noah wrote today about Benedict's new position in St. Peter's Basilica. Let's use this. Let's call him. Let's pray for our church. Let's read his great writings again. Yes, that's a good way. End quote. Challenge for you. If you believe him to be a saint, pray for his intercession to end the German Sonata way. If you're convinced of his sanity, don't bother being angry that his cause will not be taken up in our lifetimes. Just pray for his intercession. Pray for him to help correct the church in Germany, especially when a miracle is needed otherwise also. That's all you need in this lifetime. As Catholics, our first response to anything should be to get on our knees and pray. So few remember that these days. I think Benedict would be quite pleased if we remembered that now, though I do think you should also pray for the repose of his soul. You never know. I'm curious what you think about this turn of events. Is it all surprising that they're giving Benedict this kind of treatment instead of responding to the demands of the laity the same way they did with John Paul II? Is this a moment to them showing their true intentions? Remember, Bishop Botzing is willing to throw out the entire body of the church's moral teachings of the faith on the issues the world disagrees the most with us on in order to, quote, save the church in Germany, meaning he's willing to bow to public pressure on that much more pressing issue, but not here. The recognition of his own countryman, Pontiff, who is now as an eternal reward. Does this surprise you? Let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. Sharing this on social media helps a lot, too. Thanks again to the patrons of this channel. It is greatly appreciated. If you want to become a patron, check out the description box below. There are options there. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.